Hi, I'm Keith Bruni, Chief Operating Officer for the City of Philadelphia's Department of Aviation, and you're listening to Taking Off with PHL, where we take you behind the scenes of the Philadelphia International Airport and the Northeast Philadelphia Airport. Taking off is a rare glimpse inside one of the busiest airport systems in the United States. In this episode, I'm so excited to introduce you to Chief Kamau Bright, Chief of PHL's Aircraft Rescue and Firefighting Unit, Engine 78. Chief Bright, thank you so much for taking time to join us today on this podcast. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. I can't wait to hear you tell our audience about all the cool things that you get to do here at the airport. But first, I'd like to start with how did a young man like you who loved Top Gun, how did you get into being a fire chief at the International Airport? Very interesting story. I did think I was a Top Gun kid when I was growing up. Top Gun came out when I was about 13 years old. I saw that movie and I said, you know, that's what I want to do when I grow up. When I got to high school, I went to George Washington Carver High School of Engineering and Science here in Philadelphia. I went to college for aerospace engineering. So I thought I was on that path. Things didn't work out as planned, you know, some financial difficulties and so forth. And I found myself back home just in the workforce, trying to get back to school. And eventually I got a job with the city of Philadelphia. And I actually started at the Philadelphia Youth Study Center, which is a juvenile facility here as a janitor, just to get my foot in the door and, you know, get that career started. And within a year, I was able to to take the test to become the supervisor of the whole department. And I did that for, you know, for three, three years. So total four years. And then I got the opportunity to join the fire department. Once I joined the fire department, I got, I had some good mentors that, They said they saw something in me and they kind of forced me to to study to become an officer. And, you know, I was a little hesitant. I I pushed back a little bit. I I like being a firefighter and, you know, um, riding on the truck and having the the nozzle, the hose line and putting out fires. But so I I pushed back a little bit. But eventually I came and I, I studied with some of my mentors and I did pretty well in the lieutenant's exam and got promoted fairly quickly after five years of being a firefighter. And, you know, once you get that first promotion, generally speaking, you, you, you keep going. So I, I was blessed to be able to work in some dynamic environments, dynamic firehouses in the city while still getting promoted fairly consistently. So I got promoted to deputy chief in December of 2021. I had the opportunity in June of 2022 to come see what the airport was about. The chief that was here was looking to make a move and go back out to the street side. And I came down here and looked around and really thought that this could be the place for me. That's great. What a fascinating story. I've, uh, you know, you and I have talked about this before, and I just, I just love hearing, you know, how diligent you were about your career and, and how you were mentored and doors opened up for you. That's just fantastic. When you were in college studying aerospace engineering, that was uh, at Tuskegee University in Alabama, correct? Yes, yes, it was. So your love for airplanes never really went away from you know your Top Gun days all the way until today. I still have that love of airplanes. Last week, I was um, blessed to be on a tarmac over here at the United Parcel Service, UPS, 
where we had helping some uh, members of the Eagles, friends and family, you know, board their airplane, but just got a chance to just be out there around the aircraft, you know, some 747s, which just amazing aircraft to me. And I don't see myself getting bored here at all, being around the aircraft and the aircraft industry. Chief, I know exactly what you're talking about. Even after all these years, it just never gets old. Mm -hmm. So uh, you had mentioned, Chief, that uh, that you joined the airport community uh, last June. Tell us, how do you like it so far? It's a good challenge. It's something different. It's something that unless you're down here and unless you, you know, you're in this community of, you know, aviation and specifically airport rescue firefighting, you really have no idea of everything that goes on in it. Like I said, I spent you know, 19 years as a firefighter out in Philadelphia, in the cities, I, I did not have an understanding of everything that goes on here at Philly International Airport and specifically with the fire department. So I get a, I get a chance to kind of put my hands on a lot of things. It's like I have my own little department here, which is good. So I'm able to deal with, you know, not only personnel, I get to help spec out the uh, apparatus that we have here. I have my hands on my budget. Uh, I get to deal with facilities and I just get to deal with a lot of the partners here at the airport. Like I said, it's, it's, it's been a great experience. It, it's better than, than I thought it would be. Awesome. Yeah. Collaboration is clearly a hallmark of our organization here without a doubt. So Chief, not all of our listeners are uh, fully versed in airports. Can you tell our listeners, uh, you know, what the difference is here at Engine 78 relative to some of your other assignments? Sure. Here at Philadelphia International Airport, Engine 78 is, is stationed here on the airport grounds, considered part of the secure side of the airport. So our responsibility is strictly for the airport. Our main responsibility is to be here in case of aircraft emergencies. We train daily for situations that we don't ever want to see. So we're talking about things that go on with aircraft, aircraft crashes, fires, that, that sort of thing that we don't want to see in real life, but we have to train to be prepared for. But we also deal with the terminals daily. We respond to the terminals for alarm systems and fuel spills and things of that nature while also being the first responders for EMS for any, any person that's in the terminals that have medical emergencies. So it's an all-encompassing responsibility that Engine 78 here has at the airport. Right. And in addition to that, because we do have a body of water close by us, uh, you also have some limited uh, water rescue and special operations capabilities too, correct? The airport is surrounded by three sides by water. So part of our responsibility is to have some sort of water rescue asset. Our water rescue program is, you know, fairly new. It was brought up, you know, close to 18 years ago, and it kind of went away a little bit. But we've, in the last four years or so, we, we've brought it back and, and refocused what we needed to do with, with our water rescue program. I think we would be very prepared for any type of aircraft emergency that occurred in the water. 
That's great. So, you know, as you had mentioned a few minutes ago, that this is truly in your position, a very wide ranging set of responsibilities that most deputy chiefs in the city may not ever get a chance to experience. The thing about the deputy chiefs that work in what we call the field or staff positions in the Philadelphia Fire Department is they're specialized within one responsibility. You know, you, you may be the deputy chief of the technical rescue unit, which is facilities and apparatus, or you may be a deputy chief of operations in one of the three divisions that run the street operations in Philadelphia. But you don't have that all-encompassing responsibility of doing both operations and the behind-the-scenes, you know, paperwork budgets, apparatus, facilities that you that you do here. Leadership is critical. There's no question about that. Yes. Chief, we, we uh, spoke briefly about uh, your time at Tuskegee. On this podcast, in the past, we've interviewed some of the original Tuskegee Airmen. And I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge that it's Black History Month, and we are so proud that uh, we can honor you as our first Black Fire Chief here at Philadelphia International Airport. What does that mean to you? Can, can you tell our listeners? It's, it's an absolute honor. I truly believe that I stand on the shoulders of giants. I stand on those individuals that paved the way before me. I remember as a brand new fire cadet in the academy, seeing officers that looked like me that were teaching me how to be firefighters. I mentioned earlier being guided by mentors in, you know, in a department. I believe that representation matters. And whether it's a child that may see a person that looks like them riding a fire truck or you know, in, a, in a position such as myself that they can say, that's something that I can be when I grow up. Or if you have a firefighter, like I said, any academy coming in and they see somebody in my position that looks like them, that's something that they can try to be when they, you know, in their career. So it's, you know, representation matters and it is, is truly an honor to be, you know, recognized as the first black fire chief here at NG78. So very true. And, uh, and we're uh, certainly honored to have you here. So you talked about kids seeing somebody that looks like them on the fire truck and responding. What advice would you give to the young people out in uh, schools today uh, about this as a potential career? Well, I would say that, and I, I do enjoy having the opportunity to go to classrooms and talk to children. So it's usually two things that, that I stress to them. Number one, don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. We're all capable of doing what we put our mind to. That's the first thing. The second thing is we all have plans in life or things that we say that we want to do, we want to accomplish and that type of thing. But sometimes our plan A or the thing that we think that we want doesn't work out. For me, the fire department was a plan B or a plan C. It wasn't what I anticipated doing you know, as I went through high school and, and went to college. But we have to have a plan. And if that plan doesn't work, we have to have a backup plan. But we have to keep moving forward. We can't always stay stagnant, but we have to keep moving forward with different plans and ideas so that we can be, you know, productive citizens, you know, in this country. I could not agree with you more. 
the answer is always no unless you ask the question, right? Yes. Definitely, uh, you know, get out there and, and stick with it. So you had mentioned that while you were in the academy and while you were a young firefighter out in the city, that you had some people that recognized potential in you and encouraged you to continue on. Can you talk a little bit about what mentorship really means to you and why is it important? So mentorship to me is sometimes showing a person what they're capable of, even when they don't realize it. Again, from my personal uh, experience, you know, I had a, a, a lieutenant of mine say, I see something in you. I think you could, you would make a good officer. And I'm like, no, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. I, you know, I like doing what I, what I'm doing now. And they persisted and they brought, you know, they brought that leadership out in me and they showed me that I could do, you know, could do that job. Sometimes mentorship is showing a person again, what they're capable of when they don't even realize it or giving them that motivation to step out and take on that greater responsibility. You know, but it, but it is definitely showing them that, you know, they can do more. Absolutely. That's a sign of a true leader, Chief, not just managing through the paperwork and the minutia of the day, but really looking at and evaluating what's around you and how you can make things better, which we so appreciate you being here for your leadership, not just your expertise with the fire department, but with your leadership in doing that every single day. So, Chief Wright, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you for all that you do. And as I said, we're so fortunate to have you here at PHL. And to learn more about Chief Wright and everything at PHL, please visit our website, phl.org. And I'm Keith Bruni, and thank you for listening.